Hello, welcome to Brewing Brilliance, the podcast that elevates your coffee time with inspiring insights and personal growth. Get ready to ignite your brilliance all within the time it takes to enjoy your brew. I'm your host, Ryan Drudy, a first-year law student who wants to help unlock that hidden fire I know you have to be a better you. So get your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get into it. Hello, guys. Welcome to episode seven. Before we get into the episode today, I just want to remind you guys, please leave me some feedback after the episodes, leave me some comments, shoot me an email. I really want to make sure I'm making these podcasts just perfect for you guys. And if y'all didn't see the update on the last episode, I am posting episodes every Sunday from now on. So even though I'm really eager to post them earlier, I'm going to keep it consistent just so we have a, a schedule to keep to while I'm in law school. So today we're going to be talking about learning languages and how to become fluent in a foreign language. And this is a topic that I feel like I'm very passionate on and that I have a lot to contribute to. So in middle school, my brother and I really fell in love with Mandarin. We had gotten a glimpse of the culture and the language. We thought it was absolutely beautiful. And we basically fell head over heels in love with the language, just how it sounded and the beautiful calligraphy and just pretty much every aspect of the culture and language and whatnot. I would say I have like a beginner intermediate fluency, like I can keep a conversation and there are some words here and there that, that'll elude me during a conversation, but for the most part I can understand, except when people start talking really quickly, like that part, I'm just like, please slow down. So after age 15, when I was in high school, I actually tested out of Chinese 1 and Chinese 2, and I went straight to Chinese 3 as a freshman, but then I ended up transferring high schools, and that high school didn't have Chinese, unfortunately, as a language, so from then on, I just continued it on my own. I feel really passionate about this because learning languages is kind of seen as something almost impossible or hard if you didn't grow up speaking it. But I want to share my tips of how I did it and also share that it's not impossible and that if you have a big enough passion for any language, it 100% is in your means and your capabilities and something that you can do. So let's get into all the tips and the concrete ways that I learned. So I would say the very first thing you need before learning a language is the commitment and the passion. I feel like that's the foundation You need to have that fire inside of you that genuinely, really, really wants to learn this language. Because if it's forced, yeah, maybe you'll learn for a little bit, but it's not something that's going to last. For example, when when kids are forced to take Spanish and they don't want to take Spanish in school, they, you know, if you talk to any of them now, they'll probably remember just a few words versus the people who take Spanish and like really want to take Spanish. So I would say make sure it's something that you love Don't think about how hard it is. Just make sure that in your chest, this is something you really, really love, you really, really want to master, and that you really, really have a passion for. Define your goals, I would say. Why do I want to learn this? That's like the foundation of what you need. And when you have a passion for something, then you can make an internal commitment that this is what I want to do, and this is what I'm going to commit to. And for a podcast on consistency, please reference my previous podcast where I give tips on how you can stay consistent with things which will actually apply to languages. So yes, have your passion and have your commitment. This language is your new baby. 
This is what you're going to be taking care of. This is what you're going to be fostering throughout your days. So specifically on how I started, once I had the passion, I really just dove into it. There wasn't anything specific. I didn't sign up for a course or anything. I literally searched up how to learn Mandarin. It was really a work in progress. I first started with like a website. I think it was like Speak Chinese 123 or something. I don't even know if it still exists. It was almost a decade ago. I just dove into it and got exposure to it. Like how does Chinese even work? Do, do they have an alphabet? How does the writing work? How does the reading work? How does the grammar work? I just kind of got exposure for the field. After that, the way I started was actually not that efficient. But I had started by, I just went, had went to a website and they had like beginner lessons, lesson one, learn the tones, lesson two, learn like numbers, lesson three, learn colors. And I started with that. And I would write the number, the Chinese word for the number, I'd write the pinyin. And pinyin is basically like the transliteration. So it's how you pronounce it in English, basically. So I'd write the Chinese, I'd write the pinyin, I'd write the meaning. And I'd do that 20 times for each one until I memorized it. So I did that, but it wasn't very structured. I was just kind of learning random words. And it wasn't until I'd actually went to a local church that had lessons. It was kind of like a Sunday school, but a Chinese Sunday school. So they offered lessons for kids and whatnot. So I went to a Chinese Sunday school and uh, walked in and said I was interested. We were interested in learning Chinese and they actually let us join their classes. Yes, the classes we joined were with literally little kids, like first graders. I don't even remember how young the kids were. I just remember being so much older than them. But we joined a class with some kids, and this was when my learning really took off. From before, I knew characters here and there. I could say, hello, how are you? But I wouldn't say I was able to actually structure a conversation or understand a conversation or fluently read and write and all of that. I, so it was when I entered the school that they gave us textbooks, they gave us workbooks, and we actually attended classes where teachers gave us feedbacks and quizzes and tests, and we had a structured textbook. This was really the hallmark that kicked me off of it, not because of the class itself, although the class was helpful. It was more for the material that they gave us. They gave us literally the bread and butter that made me fluent. The textbooks were designed in such ways where you would read a lesson and then do a workbook following it each day. And they had new words and each lesson built on the next lesson in such a way that it like increased your conversationality, if that makes sense. But it just was structured so good. We eventually stopped going to the church. But before we left, we, we bought all the textbooks for the whole curriculum. And that's when the grit started. That's when the work started. After getting the textbooks, me and my brother would, would sit after school. Well, he was in college at the time and I was in middle school, but we would sit after school for like two, three hours, maybe more, and we would go through those lessons. Like, okay, lesson one was on a poem about a red light. So we would write all the new words. We would do the workbook and the workbook had so many good exercises like grammar and sentences and reading. Then after that, we had like a curriculum we would do. We would read the lesson. We would write all the new words, each one at least 30 times. We would memorize all the new words. We'd be able to know the meanings, read the opinion. We would do the workbooks and then we would make flashcards. And guys, this was amazing. The flashcards were the holy grail. 
every new word we had, we would write the Chinese character on the front, and then the English on the back, and the pinyin on the back. And we did that for literally every single word, for every single textbook. So we literally have thousands of flashcards. I'm looking at them right now. So I'm just going to go over that again. So we would get the textbooks, we would read the lessons, we would write the new words, we would drill the new words until we knew them back and forth, we would do the workbooks. We even had a little flashcard that reminded us. That it was like learn, read, memorize, flashcards, workbook. Oh, and write because we needed to know how to write. By the way, guys, with any language, podcasts are great and stuff for learning languages. But like if you do not know how to write the language, it's, it's going to be a lot harder. When you can visualize the word in your head as you're saying it to someone, it's like you get more familiarity with the language. So we would do flashcards and... On top of that, guys, we would memorize the lessons. Memorize the lessons and then drill each other. I would memorize a poem and then say it back, say it to my brother. He would memorize a poem and say it back to me. And each book had about 12 lessons, and we did this for five books until we got fluent. So that's about 60 lessons. And when I mean we did it for each lesson, I mean we literally did it for each lesson. We read each lesson. We memorized each lesson. We wrote out each word for each lesson. We did flashcards for each lesson. We did the workbooks for each lesson. We got feedback, by the way, for each lesson. Any any friends that we had, we, we would get feedback. Now, this is part A that really, really got us fluent. Now, part B is you can do all of part A. You can do all the the flashcards and the workbooks and the curriculum and all of that for hours and hours and hours, right? But I'll tell you what really pushes the edge. Okay, ready? It's not Duolingo, it's not Memorize, it's none of those. I'll talk about those later, but it was speaking. Speaking, guys. Literally having a conversation. We would try to use as many words as possible in our day-to-day. We had days where we tried to only speak Chinese, or if we had to ask for food or how are you or what's up we try to only speak in chinese and guys i'm telling you that is how you become fluent in a language you speak with someone you have a conversation with them and i want to say that's what helped the most because even to this day when we talk it just becomes like a second hand almost and i feel like that's what draws in the fluency practicing conversation speaking and if you don't have someone who's learning with you even though we did we would constantly go to chinatown on the weekends and i do have some embarrassing stories but i would go to stores and go to the cashiers and i would say hey you know i'm practicing kind of can we have a conversation and i did this loads of times some people ran away some people ignored me some people were quite rude but a lot of people good 90 percent of them had the conversation with me and helped and wrote out my words and told me what I was doing wrong and right. And I'm telling you, conversation, speaking with people, that is your bread and butter. Speak with people of the native language. They will give you feedback. Negative feedback here is your gem, is your jewel, is your gold. Negative feedback, when they tell you you're saying this word wrong, then you're like, okay, now I know what to change. I gotta make this word right. And I know it's a little scary to just talk to random people. Like, don't go to the mall and be like, hey, you know, like, I mean, I went to Chinatown and I tested the waters. I would try to go to cashiers or shop owners. Usually the older people liked speaking more with me. The younger ones were like, I don't even speak Chinese. Like, why do you want to speak? So test the waters and just say, hey, like, do you mind if I practice my Chinese? And most of the time they'll say yes. I have a lot of funny random stories with this if y'all want another episode on that just let me know 
So I just want to do a recap for all of that because I feel like it was a lot, guys. Textbooks, get a curriculum, make sure they have workbook, workbooks that are structured. For me, I really drilled writing, reading, speaking, conversation, and flashcards. And the flashcards, I drilled the flashcards every single night. And now that I'm a lot busier with school and whatnot, when I'm driving, I do podcasts. And I'll do podcasts of words that I know just so I can drill the conversation inside of me. And in the morning or at night, I'll, I'll maybe I'll learn a quick few words. But I, I speak constantly with my brother just to keep up the language. I wanted to talk about Duolingo and memorize and all of that. I think Duolingo's good. I tried it. But essentially, the thing is, they don't really have a good structure. I feel like they just kind of throw words at you when you have to memorize them. And you don't get a good conversation structure, I would say, the way with a textbook. I would say Duolingo is good as a supplement. Like, if you're learning from a textbook and you want to you use Duolingo to supplement new words, 100% use it. But I would say just Duolingo probably can be done. I found it better using something with a bit more depth, but... Also, Duolingo, since it's on your phone, you kind of get easily distracted. And 10 minutes a day for me didn't really do much. And I would quickly forget about it over a, a week or something. You get really pumped and then you kind of forget about it. And also, Memorize is a good one. I actually use Memorize quite a bit because you can pick different topics and you can draw those as flashcards. I felt that was helpful too. Uh, I hope this helped for you guys to learn your foreign language. You can apply all of these tips to the language that you want to learn, not just mine. And if y'all want a specific episode for Mandarin, like the exact websites I use and the exact textbooks I used and all of that, please leave it below in the feedback section. Shoot me an email. I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear how it's going. Thank you so much for listening as usual. I love, love, love when I see that more people listening to the podcast and that it's benefiting you guys. It really means a lot to me. And just a reminder, new episodes are posted every Sunday. If there's any topic that y'all want specifically, again, leave it in the comments. Shoot me an email. I'm more than happy to take a look at it. Y'all have a wonderful day, my friends. Oh, I did not mention my coffee, by the way. It's actually nine at night. So I had my coffee a long time ago, but I had a cappuccino with almond milk. Okay, toodle, you guys. Talk to y'all later.